Welcome to Season 2 of WeTal Talks. WeTal is a community for developers and WeTal Talks is our live audio stream. This is a recorded episode from the live stream. We invite inspiring techies from all over the world to meet, host talks and discuss the latest in tech. My name is Charlotte Holman and I'm the founder of WeTal. In this episode, we meet Camilla Lundin, who is the co-founder of Calora Capital and Business and Dreams. She has also been in Forbes 30 under 30, and she has held a TED Talk. We talk about how she finds her drive and how to become a more successful techie. All right, so with us today, we have Camilla Lundin, who is the founder of Business and Dreams and Calora Capital. You have also been in Forbes 30 under 30 last year, which is super awesome. And you have held a TED talk. Yes. <laughs> Welcome here. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. It's, uh, I think it's very inspiring what you're doing. So I'm very excited to be part of this podcast together with you. Thanks. We are also very inspired of you. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you have done so much in your career already, still so young. Uh, how, uh, first of all, uh, like, can you tell us a bit about your background? And I mean, you're such a driven person. How do you become so, how did you become so driven? Yes, of course. I can tell you a little bit about my background. So, uh, I was studying economics because I had no idea what I wanted to be when I grew up or work with. I had a dream when I was a teenager. I remember I was sitting in my room when I lived at home at my parents' place and thinking that one day it would be so cool to have my own company Mm -hmm. and to decide everything and to be shaping something from start, almost like a little baby. (laughs) Uh, But I thought that first I need to maybe gain a lot of experience to become an intern maybe at a big company and work myself up the corporate ladder and then I could quit that job and start a company. So uh, I was a bit looking for what I wanted to work with uh, during university and I didn't really feel like um, like what everyone else was gonna do fitted me uh, like Uh, working at a bank was the most common thing Um, but then the last uh, semester I found some people that were very interested in starting a company so we talked about this business idea which was to connect startups with investors tech investors and make it easier to raise capital so because I found these people and we had this idea I realized that this is an opportunity that might not come again. So it would be kind of stupid to say no to that. So that's when I realized it is the right time to start a company right now. So that was the last semester of university and we started to working on this business idea. And uh, at first it was to develop an app, almost like Tinder for investors Mm -hmm. and entrepreneurs. And uh, I can tell you a little bit about the story when we launched the app Mm -hmm. because it's a bit funny and I know maybe some developers are listening. Um, So we found out about this fair that university was going to have 
which was called Startup Day, I think. And uh, we wanted to launch on the, f- the fair because it's going to be a lot of investors and mm-hmm. a lot of startups. And um, the organizers said, like, yes, you can be one of the exhibited, exhibiting companies, but you need to have a product. And this was about four months before, I think. <laughs> so you just uh, hacked it together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, if you don't have a product, you will pay. You need to pay like a fee, like a punishment <laughs> fee. And we got so scared because we were students and we didn't have a lot of money at the time. Uh, but we thought, yes, let's do it. So we found a developer and we were sitting, working with this very intensely while studying to develop first version of the app, like an MVP. And uh, the day before the, that fair, we didn't have, have it out on App Store, but we managed to get some kind of fast track and it was out on App Store the morning of that day. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but as you can imagine, there was a lot of bugs. It was not perfect. So we had so many problems with the app because it's the first version and wasn't enough time to develop mm-hmm. it. But a, a lesson from that was that even though it's not perfect, it's just about starting something. Because then yeah. we started to uh, build so much uh, connections with potential customers. We reached out to so many before launching to ask if they wanted to be part of it. So we already then built like customer relations. Mm. Um, and then after we gather feedback and we've been uh, like tweaking the concept. So we, we actually realized that maybe that generation of investors wasn't ready for a Tinder app <laughs> at that time. Uh, so we started with more doing it on the web. Uh, but um, that's how my career started. And I got into the startup and entrepreneur world. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> you just throw yourself out there. Yes. And it's so funny because we also have a Tinder app between developers and yes. jobs. So we have so much in common Exactly, here. <laughs> exactly. And you are also very passionate about diversity. Yes. And that's what uh, this led to. Because when I grew up and when I studied, I didn't think a lot about diversity. Because I didn't, I don't know, I didn't experience how many... Uh, how much there's still left to do with inequality even Mm. in a country like Sweden so it was when I started working and I started working in this intersection of industries because I worked with the investment industry the tech industry I saw who was founders and who was leaders and who was developers and that's when I realized that there's still so much left to do uh, with inequality so me and my co-founder, Vendela Liljestråle, who mm. uh, was one of the co-founders of uh, Calora, we uh, just for fun, we decided to start an Instagram account that we named Business and Dreams. And it was like mm. an account I already had for like inspiration a little bit. But then we were like, we're going to inspire women to reach their goals and dreams within their careers and maybe then more women will dare to go into whatever industry they want mm. so or if it's to start a company or become a developer or whatever it is anything is possible for you and we thought it was missing a bit on instagram that focus on personal development and career 
because a lot is focused on other themes like fashion or workout or other things. Uh, so that's how we started uh, the Instagram account, uh, Business and Dreams. Mm. Oh, so cool. I mean, uh, you've done so many cool things. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start from the beginning. Okay, so Kalora was this Tinder app between investors and uh, and uh, people. So it's not women in general. No, uh, we started just between investors and um, startups. So mm. it was both angel investors, venture capital firms, family offices. Um, and then we basically built up a network. So we started from scratch. We didn't know any investors. <laughs> so we just reached out and then we ended up uh, with having a network of thousand investors. Mm. Uh, both what a great network <laughs> yes so they were both in sweden but also some abroad mm. and then um, and then we started uh, getting in touch with startups and uh, we focus on tech startups but in all different sectors so it's been mm. fintech medtech um, edtech mm. <laughs> uh, everything and then we started instead of doing it through an app we started just connecting directly and uh, realized that that's when we got the most effective results. Um, so in those years, I worked with that for about five years. I'm not working operational with that anymore. Uh, we uh, helped uh, over 40 startups with fundraising. Mm -hmm. So mainly seed and uh, a little bit up to series A rounds. Mm. Yeah, and then you started Business and Dreams. Was this after Calora or? It was like a passion project on the mm. side of building building that. Mm. First, just an Instagram account. And then we started to come up with other fun ideas. And mm. uh, we are a bit um, that way that we uh, have a hard time maybe not try an idea when we have it. <laughs> so we just, so it's been like a podcast and we had um, different events like book clubs for women. And then a lot of different things. But it was when we got the idea of starting a members club that we started working with it full time. Mm. And uh, how many are you today? And uh, who, how can people join? I joined. So. Yes, so fun. <laughs> yeah. So now we are uh, over 800 members, mm. um, mainly in Sweden, but also in other countries. And uh, you can join by applying on our website, uh, businessanddreams.com. And then mm. we will reach out to you. Mm. Do you have any criteria for people to join? The criteria we have is that you should believe in the same things that we do, the mission, which is to support women and support each other. So as long as you are also having that mindset of being supportive, um, then you're very welcome to the club. Mm. And do you have to have a company already started? Do you have to be funded or something like that? No, you, you don't have to be an entrepreneur even. So you can have any profession, uh, but the club is really for women who uh, who have like want to develop themselves uh, within their career and personally so as long as you feel that drive to to have goals and develop yourself i think it will be a great community with like-minded women mm. and uh, what can i expect when i join 
Yes, so we both arranged digital and physical events. So digital events, we have about uh, six every month. And uh, these are on different topics. Um, so they can both be more career oriented or more personal development oriented, like self-confidence or um, one that has been very popular is how to create a passive income so it can also be a bit on the financial side um, and we also record them so you can watch everything afterwards so all the events since we started you can watch them uh, whenever it fits you um, so we have that we have a book club you can join as well to discuss one book each month and and then we have a, a bigger retreats as well you can come to with women that you get exclusive invites to as a member uh, mm -hmm. so those are some of the things and of course a lot of networking so mm -hmm. we have a private facebook group where you can introduce yourself and network with other women and then members are also creating their own meetups which we love to see so mm -hmm. for instance uh, one member started now with sustainability um, meetups so if you're interested in that you can join that so mm -hmm. and yeah i want to talk a bit about diversity yes uh, so you, you you work with businesses but uh, as our crowd is uh, they are developers yes. but we all are kind of in tech i mean i know that you work almost uh, i mean with calora is almost only tech companies yes uh, and why is it so important with diversity in tech yeah, I think it's so important because tech is really the future. There's so many opportunities. So I, I believe like all companies will have a tech aspect. If it's not only tech, at least tech is going to be an important part of it. And therefore, if women is missing out on this, where the future is going, we have a problem. <laughs> so I think it's so important for women to be part of everything that is happening within tech. Mm -hmm. uh, a developer is amazing if you can be that. If not, maybe you can invest in tech or something else that makes you involved in the journey. Mm -hmm. So I think it's super important. And um, that's also why I did the TED talk of uh, on the topic of good girls because I could see a pattern also um, why yeah and like how we can get more women uh, mm. into tech for instance yeah yeah and let's talk about the TED talk yes <laughs> <laughs> my dream is the whole TED talk yeah, how did you apply <laughs> yes what how did you come up with this idea yes um, so I got in touch with the team here in Stockholm they have like a TEDx Stockholm team and um, they said yeah I needed to have an idea to spread that is unique and um, one of the ideas I've been wanting to spread was of the concept of being a good girl uh, mm -hmm. because it's something that my mom has taught me since I was in a very young age that she would never call me a good girl. Mm. And, um, and that's something I wanted to spread because I realized not everyone is raised that way and is aware of how the good girl syndrome, you can call it, is affecting everyone. Mm. Um, and she was a psychologist. Uh, yes, a mm. psychiatrist, let's uh -huh. um, <laughs> also say. Uh, and exactly, and she so she's uh, knows a lot about how the mind works. Mm. Um, 
and um, she was saying to me that she didn't like that compliment because when you say like you're a good girl you're kind of saying you're doing what I expect of you like mm. you're doing what you're being told so my mom says it's completely fine to say to a dog <laughs> like good boy mm. when the dog sits or do as you say but mm. but yeah we we shouldn't only think about how we can please other people mm. and how to do what other people expect of us and um, also we shouldn't be so afraid of failing because I think that's one of the downsides of women being more raised to be good girls in mm. schools is that you're taught that it's bad to make mistake because in school it's always like oh no it was bad because you made a mistake on that test mm. and then you you're raised to okay if I'm gonna be a good girl I need to always do things right the first mm. time Mm. Uh, but then in the which bus- is impossible yes it's impossible <laughs> in business especially yes mm. and in the business world it's constructed completely different mm. in the business world it might be good to do a failed app mm. <laughs> because you started something you learned something and then you could continue on that journey mm. or maybe a bit more risk taking and so on mm. to um, to reach your goals so Um, yeah so that's why I wanted to spread that message Mm. and do you know why we are raised like that yeah I think it's like a thing in society that we tend to raise boys and girls a bit differently Mm. and there are so many biases there are studies I read recently that showed that when you see a, a baby girl and a baby boy start crawling who like starts the fastest and so on we think it's the boys even though it's the same Mm. so there there is biases from such a young age um and you for instance i've also read a super interesting book about googling how we google (laughs) different things and uh, they were saying that it's much more higher chance that a parent is googling about their boy like is he extra intelligent like is he like (laughs) really great then uh for their girls Mm. so um, uh yeah i think it's so interesting the way we're we're raising boys and girls and and also the biases we have Mm. yeah and uh, i mean quite a common question but uh how do we solve our, our problems <laughs> yes um i think one of the thing is to become aware and uh, realize uh, what you can do to change and you can start where very small it could be first maybe look at yourself uh when am i behaving like a good girl when could i maybe um uh, for instance realize that it's fine to make a mistake or I don't need to please that person or do what's expected of me but then it can also be to look at how you look at other people maybe you are always telling everyone else oh you're so good now because you did this (laughs) and so on so it can be so many actions you can take if you become aware of uh, of this um so for instance um, if you're in a company that's raising capital, uh, it's been seen that women and men get different questions when they're pitched their business ideas. Mm-hmm. So women get more question, more prevention-based questions about uh, the risks and the competitors and so on, while men get more potential 
based question about how they're gonna reach this new market or how they're gonna reach these goals mm. so to be aware of that you can adjust the conversation according to what is best so if you're a woman and you get these questions you can kind of steer the conversation in a different way towards mm. more potential uh, this can also be applicable for instance in a job interview so try to be like a politician almost and like not answer exactly but like or answer ex- but then like steer the conversation in the way that is shown to get a better result in the end mm. yeah. so yeah so difficult to do but yeah great advice <laughs> yeah yeah of course it's mm. not as easy as it's, it can sound sometimes mm. And uh, you were in Forbes. Yay! <laughs> Congratulations! That's Thank so cool. Thank you. Um, how did you uh, get in? Can you tell us about that? Uh, yes. So they have like a nomination process for, or actually first we were in a, just a regular article in Forbes, and that was actually through LinkedIn. Uh, we got in touch with the journalist there. So I can really recommend to network on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. <laughs> um, but then Forbes is like a nomination process and then they, you have to give some references and things that they, they call and, and look up. And then, yeah, all of a sudden we were there and I was really surprised because they didn't say anything before it's published. So we, we found out from seeing it in them, uh, yeah, on the website. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, um, yeah, I can give an advice also regarding that, actually, for everyone listening, uh, for whatever goals you have in life. I always uh, worked a lot with creating vision boards, uh, so kind of gathering pictures that inspire me and dare to dream big. So I have like a folder in my phone with pictures that symbolizes uh, what I want in life. And one of the things was actually Forbes, where I have like, uh, did like a super ugly it cut it out me and Vendela and like their logo and it looked like a disaster like so a, a child did it but I think having things subconscious in your mind can help mm. you also take actions uh, when the opportunities comes um, so I would really recommend for anyone listening to uh, to do like a folder in your phone and put pictures that inspires you what kind of goals you want or what you want to in your life mm. it's a bit like uh, manifestation exactly are you into that i love those things <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> i love it but i think it's so great i also started to do that and yeah. it's just because you think about it a bit every day yes. and then you start seeing opportunities yes like hmm you meet someone that maybe is a door op- opener yes. to what you want that you would never have thought about otherwise yes exactly mm. so the f- for instance the Forbes journalist I was the one reaching out and maybe I wouldn't mm. have done that if I haven't had that subconscious in my mind oh this could be a nice opportunity um mm. so I really believe uh, it has so much power in your life to have um like subconscious um what you want yeah mm. and I mean you seem like also a person that you don't sit and wait for things to happen yeah. maybe you reach out yourself yeah and 
<clears throat> probably with the TED talk. Yeah. Because that's also, as I said, that I want to do that. Yes. So, like, it's did on you their reach website. Yeah. Out, uh, you know, to uh, like had a topic. Yeah, exactly. So that was also, I got like a instinct. Oh, I should look at their website. And then they have like, you can fill in your contact details and your uh, a little bit about yourself, I think. So I just sent that in. And then uh, we had a meeting and, and so on. And then uh, you get actually training uh, for about six months with a coach that meets up with you. Um, I don't remember how many times, but maybe every other week to practice with you and mm. tell you feedback. But if you're not good enough uh, on the actual day of the talk, you might not be able to do it. Mm. <laughs> but but yeah, so um, so uh, that was an initiative for myself. And I think maybe some people think that, oh, I have to be nominated by someone else or mm. I have to, for awards as well, I have to have someone else. Um, but you can always reach out yourself. Yeah. to anything almost yeah, I, mean, I can admit everything that we ever achieved it was probably me that yes. <laughs> asked like can we have this award and yes. they're like okay sure you can you can be nom- nominated yeah. and were you nervous when you get up on stage yeah I was uh, of course it was I never spoke it was about 500 people in the audience and I never spoke first that many people before <laughs> But at the same time, I've never practiced so much before either for speaking in front of people. Mm. So uh, I practiced so much so I should know everything I said by heart. Um, Mm. So that is a bit unique because usually maybe you have some words uh, like keywords written down. Uh, But I liked that, (laughs) that you actually should know it completely. But um, it's really about practice like anything in life you become so much more comfortable once you've done it a few times so because me and Vendelad had some of these small events for women like uh, book clubs and so on I've, I got a bit more used to talking in front of people mm. so how many times did you rehearse oh that's a good question um I like b- right before I started almost every morning because it only takes 10 minutes a TED talk so I could start doing it like I think probably I've done it like 30 times mm. and I go through it or something like that. Mm. I think once when I practiced for a pitch, Yeah. I think it was like 200 times. Yeah. <laughs> I just like over and over and go, like I was talking, you know, at home and yeah. I was like, maybe my neighbors think I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> just walking around talking. Yeah, you get <laughs> tired of it after a mm. while. <laughs> also want to talk a bit about imposter syndrome yes. uh, that a lot of, especially us uh, women, suffer from, but also yeah. men. Um, do you have any insights of that, how to um, do when that comes along? Yes, um, there are so many ways you can work with your mind, because this is about your mind, what it tells you. Um, so it's almost like you have a roommate inside your head telling you when you're not good enough or when you're not worthy or something and what you can try to do is to raise this inner roommate (laughs) like you would do if you would have a real roommate you would let them know that this is not okay behavior or like this is how you should behave and talk to me so I recommend starting a habit of for instance journaling 
and mm-hmm. write down your thoughts uh, what are your inner roommate because it's good to distance yourself a little bit like what are they saying now that is limiting you in your life so maybe then you can write down okay my voice is saying that um, I don't deserve this or I'm not as good as any everyone else in this mm-hmm. place or this team etc and then you become aware okay what is the situation and you can kind of look at it and distance yourself and see maybe but this is not true or maybe you can start writing about how would you want your roommate to speak to you mm-hmm. and that way by writing that down you start to uh, to like train your brain uh, to thinking new thoughts so the more you repeat thoughts in your head the more you will believe it's true mm-hmm. so you can start uh, repeating thoughts and writing down uh, what's called affirmation uh, how you want to think about yourself and some people might think oh what is this is this spiritual or like is this even working but the truth is we're already doing this but in a negative way mm. most people are already repeating oh i'm i'm never gonna be able to do this so i'm not gonna be able to reach that mm. goal instead of doing it in a positive way so to tr- try to make that shift and then the brain loves to repeat thoughts. So most thoughts you have today, I think it's like 98% is the same thoughts you already had before. Mm-hmm. So by just putting in new thoughts on how you want to think, you can switch your mindset. And also one of those things you can do is to overcome imposter syndrome, for instance, mm-hmm. but also many other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think yeah, I think just like personal development is so crucial in um, in your career, no matter what you work with. Um, and also, uh, my other tip is to uh, to maybe try to build up some confidence by going outside your comfort zone. Um, mm-hmm. And you can do this in so many different ways, but that's a good way to realize you can do things that you didn't thought was possible before like TED talk of course was a big comfort zone challenge for mm-hmm. me and then you realize wow if I can do this maybe I can do that or that mm-hmm. so it can also be like small things like me and Vendela we sometimes do like crazy <laughs> a bit crazy things we uh, when we were in London we tried to just lay on the street like just lay there and let people walk by to see what happens. At first I was so scared. I was like, I'm never going to do that. You can do that, but I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then we did it and we realized no one cared. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just walking by and we realized this was just fun. And then we started to do it again and start doing it in Stockholm. So you, you like... <laughs> so when you like, walk by, you see yeah. Camilla in the street. If you ever see a person lay on the street, maybe it's us. We started to try to dance in the subway with music. So try different things that makes you realize that um, you can do things you didn't think you would ever do. Mm. <laughs> But I'm even like when I have, you know, new jacket, I'm yeah. like, oh my God, everyone's going to see my new yeah. jacket. And then no one sees it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes things are in your head. It's not the same as reality. <laughs> mm. But I love this about affirmations and that also we, as you said, like we already have thoughts that yeah. we don't even think about that yeah. are programmed from maybe like parents yeah, or something like exactly. that but we think that that's like reality yeah when as a matter of fact reality is kind of how we see things exactly 
exactly. So, yeah, that's super good advice. So, what are the steps that I can take if I'm a woman in tech and yeah. I want to be more, um, like, uh, more successful in my career, for example? Say that I <clears throat> maybe I want to become a female CTO one day yeah. or something like that. I mean, you already give so many good advice, but just like the first step that I can do if I'm not very confident. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I would say definitely write down your goals and maybe uh, also some pick some pictures that represents your goals and uh, try to break them down uh, as well. I love to set uh, yearly goals as mm. well. And um, almost everything I have accomplished has been one of my like goals for the year. So try to break down, okay, what do I want to achieve this year? Mm. And also if you need any habits to support you, if you can find a system to to establish them as well, to track them. Uh, for instance, for me, I had everything from like working out, meditating, reading. I tried to set a very specific goal, like, okay, this many times in one year. And then I have like points. So I'm like, okay, one point, two points. And then I count <laughs> throughout the year. So it becomes almost like a game. And I also had the same with reading, for instance. Okay, I'm gonna read this much in one year. And then I write down each book. So I think just tracking your way to a goal can be so satisfying as well. <laughs> and uh, it becomes like a dopamine kick whenever you get a point or you can write something down. So I think a big part of uh, on my journey has been uh, reading inspiring books. So I can really recommend if you want to be um, to learn more that you can apply in your career to, to read books and uh, one I can recommend when it comes to your mind is one that we have in our book club for next month in Business and Dreams it's called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer which is one of my favorite ones but there are also great ones for instance about habits like um, it's called The Power of habits uh, which I love as well so whatever one thing you want to develop you can always find a book about it mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love audiobooks uh, to read that because then you really have time for it because you can read when you cook or when you walk or do other things as well mm. um, so yeah so my tips would be would be that also to read books to track and set your goals and um, if you um, if you really want to invest in yourself to maybe get a coach as well or mm-hmm. join the club <laughs> to, uh, to like surround yourself with uh, people that are also um, having goals and are driven that you can be surrounded with. I think that mm-hmm. that is a big part of being surrounded by the right people that supports mm-hmm. you as well. Uh, but I ha- yeah, but I have so many advice I can give. Yeah. <laughs> There's one more. I can give one more. Um, I love a book uh, called Give and Take by Adam Grant. And it's about that you can divide people into givers, matchers, and takers mm-hmm. in your career. And oh, like in workplace or studying. And givers are the ones that are focusing a lot on giving to other people, like helping other people and so on, and not expecting a lot back. 
-hmm. and matchers are the one that match exactly so okay i got this now you get this exactly mm -hmm. so it's like <laughs> match exactly and takers are the one that focusing okay what can i get out of other people uh, what can this person mm -hmm. give to me how can i benefit from this people mm -hmm. and um, what they saw is that takers are most successful in their career in the short run mm. but in the long run it's givers that are most successful mm -hmm. so to focus on giving because you get so much back from the relationships you're building and everything in the mm. long run but you can also divide givers into two different kinds of givers mm. and this is one is the self sacrificing giver so they just give and give and don't think about their own needs as yeah, well yeah that's what i thought yeah uh, but then there are givers that are also have self-interest so mm. you aware giver yeah so you focus <laughs> on others but you're also aware okay what do i need to fuel up myself and uh, mm. maybe i need some time to work out and to rest and so on and then you have boundaries so you don't like over give mm. so you sacrifice everything mm. um and those are the most successful ones mm, uh, yeah. so to have like still have self-interest i'm so passionate about um focus on your well-being in your career and focus on what makes you feel good uh, and how to fuel up yourself you think about yourself as a machine to not mm. overwork yourself But also, you can also have give and uh, um, help other people and support other people. Uh, mm. So that is like the magic combination. <laughs> nice. So givers that also can give to themselves. Exactly. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. That's a great summary. It's a lot right now uh, about self-love. Yeah. Like a lot of people talk about self-love, give yeah. yourself love. Yeah. Which I think is so important. Yes. Super, to, super important. To not get burnt out yes, or anything like that. Exactly. I think mm. it's never worth it to sacrifice your mental health uh, mm. or physical health for your career. Because um, it's like, it's it's long term. You, you If you have like long term thinking, you will be able to do both. Like you will be able mm. to have um, taken care of yourself, but also achieve goals you have in your career. Mm. Oh, so interesting. We could talk all day. Maybe I'd join the book club. Yes. <laughs> uh, but now I want to uh, ask a final question. What are your goals for yes. let's do this year and maybe in five years? Yes. Uh, so for this year, I actually have a bit of a special goal. Like I said, I'm usually very number focused. Mm -hmm. But this year, actually, I have... I want to focus on my everyday life uh, to make that as nice as possible. So like the habits and uh, uh, what I do and so on. So um, um, yeah, I'm thinking of maybe investing like a spa membership <laughs> to take yes. care of myself. Uh, so yeah, so my goal uh, this year is actually mainly everyday life. Because I think if you focus on being happy in the journey, instead of the outcome and the results uh, you will i mean you will be unstoppable because <laughs> mm. you love the everyday like monday to sunday uh, mm. so that's my main goal for this year uh five years that's such a tricky question but mm. i definitely want to uh, still work with business and dreams and have um have it like international so having meetups and bigger trips and retreats in different countries around the world 
so that's really my my main dreams. Maybe even have some physical places as well would be amazing for for members to gather and um, connect. Mm. So that's a dream I have as well. Mm. Bali, Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. I haven't thought about that, but that sounds really nice. <laughs> mm. Well, thank you so much for coming. It was super inspiring to have you here. And you. I wish you the best. Thank you future. so much for having me. And I wish you the best as well with your journey. I'm so amazed with WeTal and everything you're doing also for diversity. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode. WeTal Talks is created by WeTal, a coding community with thousands of developers. In our app, you can find your next career opportunity or join tech conversations. See you next time.